Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode. Today on the podcast, I have Madeline Caratini, and Madeline is a health and fitness coach, and we got to talk a lot about uh, taking care of your body, yes, but also giving yourself grace and knowing that taking care of your body is this process and it's going to be a forever long process and we don't have to, you know, throw it all away because we eat a cookie. So anyway, I just thought it was a really good episode. I thought it was something that you can take some value from. I hope that you enjoy it. Take notes. Let me know what you are loving um, by t- screenshotting the episode while you're listening to it and tagging me in your Instagram stories at Mindy L. Hancock. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes. And yeah, I hope that you enjoy this episode and I will see you inside. I'm Mindy Hancock, mindset and life coach, and you're listening to the Bold Ambition Podcast. This podcast is a high vibe, expansive space for the bold, ambitious, badass, whatever it takes woman. Settle in. Let's do this thing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bold Ambition Podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Madeline Caratini, right? Yeah. Okay. I I just asked her how to say it, and then I got nervous that I was going to say it wrong. But it's Madeline Caratini, and she is here, and she is the founder of Effortlessly Lean, and she helps busy working women shed body fat and build feminine muscle. So welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. So first and foremost, I just want you to kind of give a background of who you are, where you came from, tell us your story, just so everyone can have a backstory as to who you are and what led you to this point. Awesome. All right. So as she said, my name is Madeline Caratini, and I am what I like to call a phallos expert. I am uh, trained. I got my bachelor's degree in preventative medicine from the University of California, San Diego. Um, and then right after I graduated from college, which was two years ago now, wow, um, <laughs> I got my certified personal training uh, certificate from NASM. And then I also got my strength and conditioning certification from the NSCA. And um, after I got those certifications, I kind of jumped into uh, the world of working, obviously. Um, I started coaching part-time at a boutique studio in Solana Beach, and then I also was a social media manager for a pretty reputable uh, personal development um, person, uh, figure, I should say, Um, and then I kind of actually was just working for entrepreneurs, really, Um, so I worked for Darren Hardy for six months, and then um, the gym I actually worked under was, it's pretty much still like running under an entrepreneur. And then after about seven to eight months of working under both of those people, I decided um, that I wanted to move forward. And I actually got the opportunity to work with a pretty reputable fitness leader um, from, that I met actually from, from Instagram. Um, so I worked for her for around eight months. And then it's there where I realized that I, it kind of was my calling to just run my own 
um, online fitness business and be an entrepreneur. It was always my dream. Um, I was just very, very scared. Um, but I actually went full force around four months ago and it's been my best decision ever. Um, I help, like uh, Mindy said, I help busy working women uh, shed body fat um, and break through this all or nothing mindset that really holds people back um, from seeing the results they want in their body. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so I want to touch back on how you said that like you were, you were working for all of these people and you were working with entrepreneurs. So you were kind of in this entrepreneurship world in a way where you were seeing what it was like to be an entrepreneur, but you hadn't branched out on your own yet. And so when you decided and you were like, okay, this is what I should be doing. This is where I'm meant to be. And you were feeling that calling to, to, to make a big leap and make a big jump and you were scared. Um, what was that like for you? And what, what made you take the plunge and what was it like when you finally just said, okay, I'm doing this? Yeah. So it was a long time coming really, because I knew as soon as I graduated college that I was meant to be my own boss. I just, I've always been a huge leader. I've always been, I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to work under people, but there's a, that fear there. It's like the financial instability um, of taking the risk and working for yourself. So what it was like for me really, as I was working for all these entrepreneurs, it was just like, it was kind of a constant like um, battle of, I really want to help this person, person um, grow. But then I had that pullback of, wow, as I'm helping these people grow, I could be growing my own thing. So there was like the, I was getting a lot of satisfaction from helping someone else but I was feeling dissatisfied because I knew that I could be putting the same amount of effort towards my own. So what really finally pushed me to make the leap was, I, I don't even know if it was the, the push. It was really just, I, I woke up and I was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of this whole driving an hour to someone else's job and seeing them like fully live out their dream. Like I'm ready to live out mine. So as soon as I literally, it was literally, I woke up that day and then I told her, I was like, Hey, um, I'm going to need to step away because I'm ready to do my own thing. Um, yeah. so it really was just like one day to the next and I just jumped into it. But yeah. And I think too, it's also when you realize that you were really working for someone else's dream versus working for your own. And so that was, that's eye opening right there. When you know in your gut and you know in your heart that you were meant to be an entrepreneur and you're working your tail off for someone else's dream, that's kind of like, mm, I mean, like where, where does, where do we draw the line here? And when, when is it time for me to like this, everything that you did, you probably got really good experience and you gained a lot of knowledge and it's going to, and it helped you in your own entrepreneurship journey. But I think that I think for everybody, I think we go through things and we're presented with certain opportunities to help us grow and help us see things in a different way. And so that whenever we do things on our own, if it is entrepreneurship, that we have some tools and we have things in our tool bag that we wouldn't have had if we did not do those things before. So I'm sure you're grateful for that journey and grateful for the things that you learned. Um, but I'm that, but it's so exciting and such a, such an inspiration to like others that are like, you know, I am tired of working for someone else's dream and I want to do something for myself. And a lot of the listeners here, they either work, they work full time and have some sort of side hustle or they're an entrepreneur on the side of some sort. So a lot of times it's like they're working for someone else's dream full time, but then they have theirs on the side and it's like, when, when is it enough? When is enough enough? When is it going to be a time for me to 
do this dream full time. And so I love that you kind of, you, you shed some light on that because that, that is something powerful that I think a lot of women need to hear that sometimes it's not this like life changing thing that made you say, Oh, this is the reason why I'm going to do it. It can be like, wake up one day and say, this is it. Like I am ready to do this on my own. And it doesn't have to be this miraculous, like you're driving down the road and you see something or, and it just is this like epiphany and all this stuff. It doesn't have to be that. It can be as simple as waking up and being like, you know what? I'm done. Like yep, no hard really feelings. Just make, making your own decisions, making yeah. up your mind. Cause it was just, I mean, I, of course I feel like everybody who, I mean, I was doing it on the side, like coaching people online on the side. Um, while also it's funny cause I was working for a fitness professional who also coaches women. So it, we were in different niches, so it wasn't yeah. a conflict of interest. Um, but yeah, it's really just making up your mind and being like, you know, what my thought was really like, what would I actually be able to accomplish if I went full force focus into my own thing? Right. Probably a lot more than I'm accomplishing right now. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's so true. And there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of uh, variables and there's a lot of like women listening who we're not saying at all, like tomorrow, wake up and quit your job. That's not what we're telling <laughs> yeah. you to do. Um, I mean, I work a full-time job, you know, and that's not what I'm trying to do. It's just like, it depends on the person. It depends on what you, what your plan is. Um, and if, you know, if you're a person who like is a planner, like I'm typically a planner. I, I don't know. That's just the way that I do things. If you're like, okay, I'm going to give myself one year, I'm going to give myself two years or whatever it is. And you're building this business on a, on the side, there's no wrong way to do things. It's whatever it feels good for you. So by any means, we're not telling you to go quit your job tomorrow, but we are no, telling I'm you, not, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but we are saying to listen to what you are being called to do. So like, if you're being called somewhere, then like, think, listen to it and follow those nudges because those are where you're supposed to be. Doesn't mean you can't be in two places, but it does mean that you, you need to follow and listen and so that you can start living out your purpose. And once you are living out your purpose, it, it makes so much more sense. And I, I'm sure that you agree <laughs> with that. hundred yes, percent. I always say like, cause I have a lot of friends actually come to me now, like, how did you do it? And I'm, and like my first piece of advice isn't just, Oh, quit your job and go. Like <laughs> I definitely did it. I made it sound a little bit more glamorous than it was. I mean, I made sure I was in a spot with my savings where I was going to be okay because financial insecurity is a huge stress. And if you're constantly stressed about financial insecurity, it's going to be really hard to focus on your business. Um, yeah. So definitely everyone be in a spot where it's okay for you to do. Um, just jump into it. Um, or like plan. I like that idea of planning yeah. too. Yeah. And I think some people, there are always going to be those people out there that are burn the boat type of people and are going to not worry about the finances, not worry about all the things that could happen are just going to burn the boat and do it. That's fine. That's not me. Um, so, but everybody's a little bit different. So you do you yep. and honor you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to figure out what's best for you. So, oh yes, I love all of this. So I want to ask you, um, when it comes to like health and fitness and taking care of yourself, has this something that has always been a part of your life? Like, has this something that you came across later on? Like when did health and fitness become a part of your life? Yes. Good question. I should have probably talked about that in my no, story, but that's now we got it going. <laughs> so health and fitness, um, really, it actually was a negative part of my life first, because I think a lot of women can relate to me in that most of the time we start our health and fitness goals with the uh, desire to change ourselves 
um, because we don't like a certain part of ourselves. So that's some people, obviously everyone's different. So some people attack it from that angle. Some people attack it just from being an athlete their whole life. But mine was really, I wasn't really happy with my body. I started dabbling in exercise and clean eating. And um, I went through a period of time where um, health and fitness was very negative for me. And I had very bad body image. And literally, it was like nine years of this yo-yo dieting type thing for me. Um, I actually started dieting when I was like 12 years old, which is kind of sad thinking about it now. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, it, it, it was a negative thing, but it transitioned into something very positive because I went through all of these struggles with health and nutrition thinking um, I always had to be smaller. I needed to work myself to death if I wanted to get um, results. But after doing all of that and not getting results that I wanted, um, that's when it turned into more positive and I started attacking my mindset towards health and fitness um, and really found more sustainable ways to um, get fit, reach my goals, etc. So health and fitness really became a part of my life um, forever ago, like what, 12 years old, but it's evolved into something more positive where it used to be something I used to use as a form of like self-sabotage really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, gosh, I can remember too being probably 12, 13 years old and feeling the same way and always wanting to lose weight or thinking that I was fat or that, you know, my, all my friends were like naturally just like, Mm -hmm. skinny naturally could do whatever they wanted and I was always that kid who just struggled and I can totally relate because it's a hard place to be and when you're that young and that's what you're worrying about it starts to like you take that on into adulthood and it has taken a lot like I have I've all I've been through so many yo-yo diets like over the years since I was you know a teenager, just the same as you and like lost, you know, 20, 30 pounds and then you gain it back and then you lose it and then you yep. gain it back. And then it's just this constant thing. Um, and I think that probably when I, I would say it's funny because in my twenties is not when I probably felt the most beautiful. I probably is when I turned 30 is when I'm, I'm 33, but when I turned 30, I think that's when I started to really love my body, like really love my body. And so it's funny that it took me that long. My husband is in the fitness industry and yet like I, it's like even through a big portion of us being together, like I knew all the things I knew all mm -hmm. the things I was supposed to do, but I had had all these years of, like you said, self sabotage or like these, these ways I would punish myself almost like, mm -hmm. you know, or you would eat something and then you feel guilty. And then it's like this constant back and forth with yourself. Oh, I just screwed everything up tomorrow. I'll have to start over. It was this constant way of thinking. And so am I perfect by any means? Absolutely not. But, um, you know, right. It, it, it's something that I've realized that, you know what, this is like, first of all, one life, like, why am I, why are we spending so much time like hating ourselves and the food that we eat like you have this love-hate relationship like the things that you're supposed to eat you hate and the things that you want to eat you can't but you do and then you have this love-hate relationship with them because then you feel bad and you're guilty and you shame yourself for doing it and it just doesn't make sense and yeah. so I know there's a lot of women that that struggle with this there's so many women out there that do and what is your advice for those women who are like 
I just can't get control. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I feel, but I'm, you know, I might do something well for one week and then I like binge eat and then it's like all the things, or I'm really good Monday through Friday, but then that Saturday <laughs> and Sunday it goes down and then I'm really good. Monday. <laughs> like it just, it's this constant it's a cycle. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. So it's, I, as you were speaking, I was just like smiling because you're, you slash the woman you're speaking about are literally my exact niche. I work with women who are trying to break through this, what I call all or nothing mindset, uh, because it's either the all or nothing mindset, just an extreme way of thinking about health and fitness. So it's either I guess if I don't work out six times a week, I'm not going to see any progress. Or if I have one bad meal, like all my progress is ruined. It's just that way of thinking. So my piece of advice um, for women who are stuck in that limiting mindset, um, is to really be okay with being in the gray area. Mm-hmm. Stop considering everything is black and white because your life, like you're never going to, you're going to go through seasons of life where like right now, like we're in this limbo of like Christmas to New Year's. People are like, do I, I have a New Year's resolution. Do I work out now or do I wait? Uh, and then most people who are in the all or nothing mindset are like, I'm just going to wait because it doesn't matter anyways. I'm eating all this chocolate. Like yeah. it's not going to matter. So with my clients, um, literally the, these are the women that come to me are the people like, I'm so tired of this up and down vicious cycle where I do well Monday through Friday, the weekends I mess up and then I start again on Monday and then it's over and over and they've been on their journey for years. So like I said, being okay with being in this gray area where you are doing, you're making the best best decision every single day. So the way I do, the way you can do that is if it's nutrition, practicing nutrition checks and balances. So if you're at dinner and you obviously know it's not the best idea to order alcohol, order bread, order pasta, and then order the cheesecake at dinner. It's making a check and balance. So if you want the pasta for dinner, you're going to skip out on the dessert. If you want the bread, then you don't have the alcohol. It's kind of making a check and balance. So making the best decision there. And then for exercising, if you know that six times a week isn't going to fit in your schedule, being okay with three times a week, because that's better than zero. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be on this constant extreme thought with exercise and um, nutrition. And that's kind of when I made my biggest strides towards my fitness goals is when I stopped being so perfectionistic about it. Like I was okay if this week I could hit three times, as long as those three workouts were efficient. Um, they were working all parts of my body. Obviously that's something I work on with women as well, because some people will work out three times a week and it's very inefficient. Like they're not burning as many calories as they could because the movements are there. Um, but that's very, com- that's very complex. Um, right. But really just working on getting women out of this mindset that you have to be perfect to see results. Instead, you just need to be adherent to 80% eating well, and then working out at least three to four times a week. Yeah, so. yeah. And so it's all about giving yourself a little grace too. So that you're not so hard in yourself, because if we're constantly just like, when we're constantly just thinking about like trying to be so strict with ourselves, that's when we, I know for me, that's when I like fall off because I don't like that mentality. I don't like this. Like when I treat myself that way, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. Um, Mm -hmm. and whenever you give yourself some grace, you're like, okay, I'm going to have that pasta tonight and it's going to be okay. Like I'm going to have it. No, I'm not going to eat the bread. No, I'm not going to eat, drink the alcohol tonight, but I am going to have the pasta and I'm going to feel good about it. I'm going to enjoy it. 
and I'm not going to hate myself tomorrow for it. Like exactly, I'm just going to live and do that. And so just making, I like how you said the check and balance thing. That's a really good way to look at it. Like you may want all these things, but what can you decide? Like, what do you want most to have that? And then maybe not do the other. So not completely yeah. depleting and, and taking away all the things that you love, but allowing yourself to have these things in moderation and maybe not all at once. <laughs> exactly. It's moderation is the name of the game, to be yes. honest, nowadays, because if you go so strict, you're not going to be able to uphold it. I mean, especially as uh, you were saying, a lot of your audiences, full-time businesses and doing a side hustle, like you don't have a ton of time. Like yeah. this is to go towards the exercise. You don't have a ton of time. So you need to be uh, you need to set something very flexible for yourself. Like, yeah. like even I work with a lot of business owners and full-time uh, workers, business women, um, who five times a week is just not going to work. And if I in scheduling it Monday, Wednesday, Friday is not going to work. Be flexible with everything you do, because that's the only way you're going to see sustainable results and be able to upkeep it and not go for this period of a week hardcore and then three weeks off and then jump back on it and then jump off. So, yeah, 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 I agree. I agree so much. And then like, just, it goes back to listening to your body too, because I think sometimes we think that the more like, yes, it depends on what your results you're wanting to get to. I feel like when you're working out, but like, if you're just trying to move your body, be healthy, live a, live a healthy lifestyle, it's not about like you're, you know, prepping for a competition or you're not doing anything like that. Then you're just, then you're just moving your body. Like if you're, if today your body is telling you like, girlfriend, take a break, go for a walk, then listen to your body. Don't overdo it. And I think a lot of times that we, sometimes we don't listen to our bodies as much as we should. And sometimes we, it, it's, it's very important that we do. hundred percent. Listening to your body is another thing that I teach to women because you're not going to like, even me, like, I'm a, I'm a coach. I'm a fitness coach. Like working out is, I love doing that, but there are days when I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I'm toast. Like I worked out hard the last three days. Like today I'm just going to go for a walk. Like, and being okay with that, making the decision and moving on. That being said, you kind of were, I was going to, I wanted to say something about like, um, if you're, we're, most of the people um, listening are not do, are not trying to be a competitor. I think a lot of people approach um, their health and fitness from like this competitor style uh, viewpoint. Um, but really you should just be like, in order to just be healthy and like, really operate your business great and um, just show up awesome in your life. It's, you should just be doing small things to live a healthier lifestyle. Um, because I mean, there's a lot of research showing like how exercise can improve your like brain functioning and how it just taking care of yourself. You're the most important part of your business, your side hustle, mm -hmm. even your full-time job, your position, whatever. And if you're not taking care of yourself, it's going to show up in your work. So that's why I always am telling my ladies who come to me as well. Is like, you have no, I know that you don't have a ton of time right now, but you have to make yourself a priority and prioritize getting in at least 20 minutes of exercise. If you can't get in an hour in mm -hmm. because it, it's going to show up in your daily life if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I want to now kind of like shift gears a little bit because you kind of, you, you, this is a good segue into it. I feel like, but when you are an entrepreneur or let's say even a person who 
has a full-time job and a side hustle or is an entrepreneur on the side, what, when we, when it comes to like taking care of yourself and, um, living a healthy lifestyle of some, giving yourself some grace, yes, but living a healthy lifestyle and taking care of your body, what, how does that impact, um, your business and the things that you do, not just your business, but things in your daily life, but especially as an entrepreneur? So I think the biggest impact um, for many is really, I think self-care is a huge portion of business that people don't teach. Um, like in all the business courses I've seen, a lot of people don't include self-care and don't really understand the impact that self-care can have. And self-care is not just exercise and eating well. It's also like meditating and journaling and taking care of your deep inner issues as well. Um, and really for myself um, and a lot of my clients, the experience we've had with taking care of ourself and eating well, um, exercising on a normal basis, we've just seen like personally me, I've seen I can show up better for my clients. I actually make more money when I take care of myself um, and I like, like taking a break to recharge um, whether that's working out for working out or taking a second to meditate. Um, and then like, those are the biggest things is like I can show up better and I make more money when I take care of myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually just pulled up this quote that I posted on my Instagram story because I saw it yesterday. I was like, this makes so much sense. And it goes along with this, but it says almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, even you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense because that's so true. Like we, when we're taking care of ourselves, whether it be through working out or eating a healthy life, eating healthy, or we're taking care of ourselves, like utilizing self-care. And I feel like a lot of people get scared by the self-care. They're like, oh, self-care, what does that mean? What, you know, what, what do we do? Like, I can't take a, an hour long bubble bath. Like I don't have time. And it, it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be this long, extravagant, take yourself to a spa all morning. Like it doesn't have to be that kind of self-care. Now, by all means, if you have time for that and you want to do it, girlfriend, go do it. Like I would mm -hmm. love to go to a spa for three hours, but, um, <laughs> you know, like I would love that, but, um, but it doesn't have to be so extravagant. It can be 10 minutes. It can be a 30 minute walk. It can be a 30 minute, you know, at night when you're journaling or in the morning when you're journaling, or it can be five minute meditation. Sometimes like I will put on a five minute meditation, especially before I hop on a consultation call or I hop on a, um, a client call sometimes, especially if I know that my head's not right, like I'm just not in the right headspace, and I know mm -hmm. I have to be on, I have to be 100% because it's not fair to my clients or a potential client that I'm not my best self. So it's also recognizing like how, what do I need to do right now to get myself where I need to be so that I can show up stronger? Because even for me to like when I respond back to my clients through Messenger, like I have to be in the right headspace and they understand that. And I will tell them like, I'm never going to write you back like half assed. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a hundred percent of me. So if I can't respond to you right now and I need a couple hours to get my head right or do whatever I need to do and then respond, then that's what I'm going to do because that's going to best serve you. And in the end it's, it, it's showing up best for me. So it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be this like, like it literally. And a lot of times when I've, I've helped clients like, kind of go into the self-care world. I'm like, find, and a lot of people that say that they're too busy. Oh, I'm just too busy for that. I don't have time to set aside any time for myself. Okay. I'm like, well, find five minutes, just five. And whether it be like, just sit in the silence by yourself 
Mm -hmm. Or a lot of times for me too, my drive home is my time to like decompress, get my head right. Like sometimes I listen to a podcast, sometimes I write in complete silence. And it's just like that time to just really decompress from where my job that I just left and then coming wherever I'm going next, whether it be to the gym or whether I'm coming straight home. But it's like, what, where do I, where does my head need to be for the next part of my day coming, Mm -hmm. you know, coming away from being a teacher. So when I'm walking away from that, what do I need to do next? How does my head need to be? Where do I need to show up? So it's all about just recognizing, I think. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure you can, um, you can talk on this, like exercising, eating better. It helps you stay centered and grounded um, and not feel like shit all the time going from being a teacher to doing podcasts or doing a consultation with a client, talking with them. Like, I don't think people really understand. I don't think a lot of people understand because if you haven't ever dove into eating healthier and exercising, like the actual benefits from like endorphins that you get, the dopamine rush from exercising, and then just what like quality nutrients in your body can do for you. Like I actually, it's hard for me to even sometimes, um, it's hard to relate sometimes because I've been exercising for so long and I've been eating well for so long. So a lot of the times my clients will come to me and be like, wow, like I've never had so much energy. Like when you're working full time and you have a side hustle as well, or you're just a full time entrepreneur, a lot of us, a lot of the times, like it's hard to turn off and you, you, you're so low energy, but like exercising and eating well gives you more energy. Mm-hmm. So. That's the message for a lot of the people listening who still haven't implemented a healthier lifestyle and, and exercise into their uh, routine. Yeah. Trust me when I say you'll have even more energy, especially if you are the type of person that always is feeling tired um, yes. or just doesn't always feel amazing, to be honest. So you'll yeah. notice the effects right away jumping into it. Absolutely. And I will say too that when I find that a lot of times, when, especially if I'm like, I think I've mentioned this on a podcast before, but when I feel like I'm blocked, like created, like creatively, that's the word I'm going for creatively. I feel like I'm blocked or whatever. It's probably because I'm not taking care of myself the way that I should, or Mm -hmm. I'm not working out and moving my body like I should. And so sometimes I'll feel super blocked and then I will go and work out and then things just start clicking. Things start coming through me. I'm like, Oh, like, give it all to me. Like I'm in the middle of a workout and things like I just released this mastermind um, of mine today. And I was like on the fence of like creating this and nothing would come through me, but I knew I wanted to. And I was like, nothing's coming through me. And I was getting so frustrated and I was working out one day and it literally all came to me. Like I left workout, wrote it all out, the name, everything, like who it was for, like it all came through me during a workout. And so I say like, when you're just able to kind of shut off from everything else and you're just taking care of you, that's when things start to come in. And I've seen it to be true for myself. No. Yeah. I totally feel that. I always can tell the difference when like I'm blocked somehow and I'm like, wait, did I work out today? Have I worked out today yet? Or like, have I not, has my nutrition not been on point? Like I always feel the difference in how I, like I said, show up and, the creative in my creative space. Like I have to be constantly creating content for 
uh, my potential clients through social media. And if I'm feeling blocked, like most of the time, just a trip to the gym or just actually even going for a walk is what saves me and helps me get out of that blocked space. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of times, especially as entrepreneurs or someone who's trying to create content um, for potential customers or potential clients, whether you're in network marketing or you own your own business or however it is, like sometimes I remember when I was in network marketing in the past and I was constantly just feeling like, you know, you have to do, like you have to post or you have to put something out there, like content needs to be out there. And like, it would come from this space of like, I didn't know what to post because I was totally blocked. I was like worn out, tired, exhausted, burned out. So then it's like, you try to find something, you know, you go on that Pinterest mm -hmm. search, like, okay, give me find, let me find a motivational quote. Okay. That's it. That, that'll work. <laughs> you know, and it's not really actually serving anyone. You just feel like you check the box off the list that day and you moved forward and that's where whenever you're taking care of yourself, you're tapping back into yourself, you're able to show up so much stronger and in your content too, that's when things come through you that you're like, oh my gosh, my ideal customer, my ideal client is going to resonate with this that just came through me. Like I need to speak to her on this or I need to, you know, um, go live because this thing just came through me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to tell you this. I, or I remember this time that this happened to me or, and they're going to relate to it. Like so much can come through you when you're just taking care of you. Yeah. And most of the time ideas or these revelations that come to us, like how to perfectly speak to our ideal client or how to sh like a perfect topic to talk about on live. I've noticed they never come up in a point where, or when I'm like, when I've spent like so much time, like just, going headfirst into work they always come at a point of rest I like to call it like my rest time is like self-care time so like it's either like I'm in the shower I'm working out um I'm meditating or I'm journaling that's when all of these like oh my god I know exactly what to say now like comes yeah. up so totally uh relate there and I I like hope that your audience tries actually does this and takes okay. care of themselves and just realizes like what can come through um, I mean, obviously my topic is, uh, exercise and nutrition, um, but also meditation, journaling, yeah. taking a deck for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it, even if you just like, it's not something you have to go all in balls to the wall, like just do a little bit, like a little bit at a time, get your feet wet, like just a little <laughs> bit will go a long way. And as your body, as you get used to it, especially some people that are like, you know, they go, go, go all the time and it's so hard for them to shut off and it's so hard for them to like just stop and be for a second that allowing just giving yourself five minutes here and then trying to see if you can go to 10 minutes and see if you can go to 15 mm -hmm. minutes and just giving yourself a little bit extra time every time to see how far you can go. And a lot of times I've even worked with clients that are, that are like, well, I don't like being by myself because, you know, my anxiety gets too, gets too high. And I'm like, I get it, but we have to start trying, like just doing a little bit at a time so that you can kind of train yourself to be okay. And one of the things yeah. that my coach said to me um, at one point was that you have to love, you have to learn to love being in your own energy. And I'm like, ah, oh, that like hit me one day. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is so true. And so, because that was one of the things that I struggle with, you know, when I, a while ago, I was like, not that I, I did self care, but it was like, sometimes when I spent too much time by myself, like I, I am an extrovert through and through. So like, I want to be with people. I want to be surrounded by people. And like my husband's total opposite. He's like, 
introvert and I just want to be around people all the time. And so for me, like when I have to be by myself, that's when I'm like, Oh, I don't really like being by myself. And she was like, Mindy, you have to learn to love being in your own energy before other people will learn to be in, you know, before they can love to be in your energy. I'm like, Oh, that's true. Wow, so, I love that. Yeah. I so I've, heard that. I really yeah, that. me either. She, she checked me real quick on that one. So <laughs> I, was I think able- that's the best thing about coaches. They really, they, they have a, such a different perspective that you don't even have. And like, they can offer help in so many different ways. Yeah, like, absolutely. I have, I have a business coach too. And she, I'm always like, wow, I didn't even think of it that way. Right. And I, I mean, like, my clients say the same thing to me. They're like, mm-hmm. especially in regards to this all or nothing mindset with nutrition, just kind of going back to that. It's like, they're always like, wow, I didn't think of that. Cause like an analogy I use all the time is like, okay, you have this one cookie. Um, let's say your car, you ran over a nail and one, one of your tires like blew out. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go slash the other three now? Like, right. because one blew out. So like, are you going to have 12 more cookies because you had one, Like it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And they're like, wow. Like that usually is what pulls my clients. Like, whoa. And then they start learning like how to get out of that mindset. But yeah, that's why, just going off the whole coaching, they bring out perspectives that you don't even imagine. Absolutely. I totally agree. And so onto that, because I think that too, the people who are not familiar with the like coaching world and like hiring their own life coach or hiring their own business coach or like, they're not really sure. And so you and I know what it's like to invest in ourselves. You know what it's like to like take that scary leap and like invest in a coach. And if you were anything like me, I was scared out of my mind. I was nauseous. I wanted to throw up. I like tried to try to talk myself out of it at least a dozen times. And somehow I still made it happen. So I just want you to like talk to, talk to the listeners about the power that you found when it came to investing in yourself. Ooh. So I'm, I was the same as you, like so freaking scared. I've invested it in two business coaches and actually my first business coach wasn't amazing. Um, so the second time was even more scary because I was like, Oh my God, what if it ends up being like this first time? Um, but the really like the second one has been amazing. First off, just saying that her name's Rachel Bell. If anybody knows her, um, <laughs> she's amazing. Uh, but what it really did for me when I invested in myself was just, it gave me this, um, first of all, it gave me, I had skin in the game. So mm-hmm. like, I'm either wasting that money or I'm doing something with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's kind of the number one reason that you should invest in yourself anyways, because it pushes you to do what you want to do. It yep. pushes you to achieve those goals. Um, and it also just gave me this um, sense of like empowerment too. Like mm-hmm. I put something towards me. Um, I'm doing this to make myself better, to finally accomplish what I've been wanting to accomplish forever, whether, whether that is um, uh, starting your own business um, or achieving a health and fitness goal that you want. Mm-hmm. Like once you put that investment forward and if you guys, I'm sh- a lot of these people are, um, are entrepreneurs or they have the side hustle. So I feel like they know the power of investing, but like if they've never invested if they've invested in a business coach, but have never invested in a health and fitness coach, um, I feel like they're, they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, when you invest in a business coach, you're getting, uh, something more practical and like exact steps to build your business or whatever you hire your business coach for, um, with health and fitness. Like I actually have trouble with a lot of girls, 
um, when I'm chatting with them is because they can't see, they want, they want me to promise like this, uh, tangible results at the end, like lose 30 pounds, but I never promise weight loss goals because, um, it's just not, uh, productive and like in my own coaching that's not my main goal is to make you lose a bunch of weight like that comes along with the process but my my goal in my coaching program effortlessly lean is to really teach you sustainable practices so that you can upkeep it and learn how to take care of yourself forever without a coach in the future so I kind of went off on a tangent there with the power of investing but really investing in yourself is the best thing you can do because like I said it empowers you um, to get your ass working for your goals mm-hmm. and it makes you feel this sense of like wow I'm doing something awesome for myself that I know will pay off as long as I put as much effort in as I know my coach is also going to put in right absolutely yeah. and another thing that you said about the promising someone the the tangible results at the end as a coach even for like as a life and business coach like you can't you can't um, promise tangible results in the end. You can, you can tell them this is what I'm going to help you do, but you can't do the work for them. And that's what I tell my mm-hmm. clients too. Like I'm here to love you. I'm here to support, to support you. I'm here to guide you, but I can't do anything for you. Like that yeah. is all up to you. And a exactly. lot of times like you either going to do it or you're not. So I, mm-hmm. I mean, we can, every call and every time we talk, we can be talking about the same things or you can take action. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of times when you have that skin in the game, that's what like, it puts a little fire underneath your ass. Like you're going to do something about it. Like I'm not going to spend the money on my coach and just sit here. And every time I talk to her, we're talking about the same thing. I'm in the same spot. Like you can make like exponential like moves and these like leaps and things can happen so fast. I feel like when you're working with a coach too, because you have that skin in the game and because you have that person on your side, like this person that's helping you like with their hands in whatever you're doing, propelling you forward. And it's something that I like have never experienced before. And unless you have experienced it, you don't really understand it until you finally say yes. And like, I'm going to do this, but definitely the power of investing. Like there's nothing else in the world that, that is like it. I feel like once you, once you decide that like you're going to like, just take the leap and it's scary mm-hmm. AF, like scary. It's so scary. But like on the other side of it, when you start seeing who you are on the other side and the things that you're doing, the, the, the changes that are happening with like just you in general, like my mindset has changed my like, and even like for people on the outside who see a change in you or see your business grow from the outside too, like that is the coolest thing. Like when my husband says like, I've seen a change in you, like I've seen you change, I've seen you grow. And I'm like, Oh yes. Like it, and you don't, (laughs) yes. Like thank goodness. Otherwise you'd be like, what are you paying for? And I'm just kidding. I I mean, a hundred percent. I think too, like you have to realize an investment pays back in more ways than one mm-hmm. it's not like that's why I have, a lot of people are like wow that's expensive like for my coaching or right. for health and fitness coaching in general they're like that's expensive like well I wouldn't really consider an ex- it an expense because you're it, it's an investment because you're going to get not only you're going to get like the body you've always wanted you're going to you're going to completely change the way you look at food and exercise um, and down the road, you're not going to be paying for the health 
um, bills that you might have um, if you weren't taking care of yourself. So same thing with business coaches. And when you hire a coach, you should be hiring someone who's a step ahead of you. So they've either been through what you've been through or they have the ability to relate to what you're going through and they know how to dig you out of that hole. Cause like a coach is just, it's always just a couple steps ahead of you or mm-hmm. a couple, a couple to 10 steps ahead of you. They've yeah. just done what you've done and they can help you. Um, they've gone through years of experience to get to where they are and where, yeah, where they are and they can help you go from where you're at to uh, where you want to be in a way quicker time period. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. And I, and I even say like every single thing that I go through now, I'm like, I'm going through this because someone's on their way to me that I'm going to have to help them through. Like that's, that's exactly, I'm like, it's happening. Like that, that's what I know now. So before when it's like, oh my gosh, why is this happening now? I'm like, I'm going through this because I'm going to help someone through this later. Like there's a reason why I have to figure out how to walk through this so I can help somebody else walk through it. So hundred percent. That's why, that's why my story, when I talk about like, I've been dieting since I was 12, I've been through all this hating my body it's like when I was in that time period I was like why why was I like I said cursed with this mindset like why do I hate myself blah blah, blah. and now as I've obviously that's how my business evolved is I want to be the person that I needed when yeah. I was that when I was in that space and that's Absolutely. really that's how my all my that's how my health and fitness uh, business really started Yeah, absolutely. You always want to figure out like when, when you were going through whatever that is, what did you need at that time? What would you have given at any, what would you have like been like, if I just could find this, this is what I need. And just really taking that step back and looking at it from a different, different perspective as to who you were and what you needed. I love that. And it's so true. And that's how we really tap into, um, our ideal customer or client really. So to be honest, our ideal, sorry, I know you're, no, 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 go ahead. I would say our ideal client is just a deeper, like more like helpless version of us, like who we were like always every single client that I work with all of my clients right now, like I see a piece of me in them and it's so crazy because that's when you know too, that you're like actually working with your ideal client when you can see a piece of yourself in them. Absolutely. I've said the same thing to all of my clients. I'm like, you are like, I see myself in you. And I'm like, I I see myself in you. Like I've been there. I know exactly. And it's funny because I feel like I say that all the time. And then it's like, no, but I really have been there. No, I really have walked through this that you're walking through. Like, I know exactly what you're feeling. Um, And so it's so cool to be able to relate to, to your clients because they understand that you understand. And I, I, I've been there. I've walked through the same thing and I'm here to tell you that the other side is great. Like just, we've got to keep going. Just got to keep going. It's the high level of empathy. You have, you have to know what it's like to be in their shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really huge part about being a coach too. No matter what type of coach you are. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. We have talked about so many good things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know we kind of so, just jumped around too. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good one. I love this conversation. So real quick, I wanted to kind of get our minds off of everything and close up the podcast with three random questions. That's generally what I do. So okay. um, first question is, what is your favorite word? Resilient. Ooh. I actually have it tattooed on me. Oh, good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I love that word. And you're not, you're not the first person to say that on the podcast. There's another person oh. who's been resilient. Damn yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. And um, what is your favorite sound? 
Whoa. I have yeah. never been asked that question. <laughs> <sighs> hmm. I let, I guess my favorite sound would be like the sound of the wind when you're just in silence and yeah. you listen to the wind blowing, whether, wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. That's a good sound. I like that question. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> and the last question is bedroom, car, or desk. What, what do you clean first? Bedroom. Bedroom. Yeah. I'm 100% in my bedroom all the time. That's where I work from. So yeah. I got to have my candles lit. I got to have it clean. My bed has to be made. Yes. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Okay. So if anyone, for everyone that's listening, they want to get in your energy, they want to know more about you, what you have to offer, where can they find you? All right. So you guys can find me. I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. And on Instagram, I'm at Madeline Rose Fitness. And then on Facebook, I'm just Madeline Rose Caratini. Um, and then I actually have a website too. It's MadelineRoseFitness.com. Everything's very uh, cohesive in one. So it's easy yes. to find me. Um, so those are the three top places you can find me. Yay. Awesome. I'm so glad that you came on. It was such a good conversation. I feel like we touched on a lot that is going to be so powerful and people are going to be able to take away tangible results from. So thank you for being here. It's been such an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yay. And uh, those of you listening, I'll see you on the next episode.